are you ready to yep, talk, talk about our summer blockbuster or summer mm -hmm. summer movie hits? Because it's Labor Day weekend, friends, and that the means end of that summer. it is the unofficial end of summer. And this is Pop Culture Makes Me Jealous, where we analyze pop culture through the lens of race or gender and sometimes both. Today, Mario Mello is back and we are discussing the summer movie season because now it's officially over. Wah, wah. So for those of us who love movies, we believe that the movie season for the summer starts Memorial Day weekend and it lasts through Labor Day. And this summer was packed and stacked with the biggest movie theater going event was deemed Barbenheimer, which was the Barbie movie in Oppenheimer. So Mario and I are just going to get into it all. And we're first going to discuss what our top movies are of the summer, not necessarily the biggest blockbusters or critic favorites, but our favorites. Mm -hmm. You want to, do you want to go first, Mario? I, I would like to make a, a little commentary on the Memorial Day. It actually it used to be Memorial Day, but now it's the beginning of May. Oh. Marvel Marvel usually has their first movie that weekend. Yeah. So that's that's now considered the official. And then even in the past few years, it's been the end of April when like the last weekend of April was considered the beginning because it was like an end game. It was mm. Infinity War. Mm -hmm. Then there was like a Fast and Furious movie one that came out a few years ago. So it's 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 always a just it's always funny to me but usually it's the beginning of may now that i've read so that's always fun because then you get a whole good crop of may like this last may was stacked huge this last may was stacked i like and it was hard because it was like i have to move my child but but then also all the movies and then also like ah i was like overload <laughs> And that's when I that's what I'm thankful that I have Regal Unlimited because then I can just see all these movies and not have to pay. <laughs> same. Honestly, same. Cause it makes it so much easier. And especially now that like I'm sort of employed the way that I'm employed at a really hard day last week. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm going to the movies, taking there a long go. break, going to the movies, and then afterwards I felt better and I came home and worked for like seven more hours. <laughs> Okay, tell me, tell me your favorite. Tell me your favorites. Tell me what your oh, top was, movies of of the summer were. There were so good. There were so many of this year that I was so happy with, and that surprised me too. Um, probably though, my favorite out of all of them was Across the Spider Verse. Oh, that movie's uh, so freaking good. Yeah, I saw it twice on the big screen. The first time I saw it in IMAX with a friend in LA, and it was just like, oh my gosh, it's mm -hmm. just like. I was so engulfed and it just raised the stakes and then it leaves you on this freaking cliffhanger and you're just like, what the heck? And then now we have to wait forever to, to see part three. I know. I was so, so. disappointed. <laughs> I was like, March of 2024. Okay. Kicking off 40 with, with the second part to this movie. And yeah. then they announced a delay in release. Yeah. And I was like listen, if I have to live through a presidential election the year I turn 40, the least you can do is give me the next installment of the Spider-Verse. Right. <laughs> but yeah, that was probably, that's probably one of my favorites. Um, 
Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three cried like a baby because it was yeah. just the, you know, that perfect trilogy. Um, we all, I loved Mission Impossible, the new one, Dead Reckoning Part One. It was so good, and I always I'm I'm a fan of all of them. I I recently rewatched them all to prepare for this one, and I feel like they always just top themselves. Although the Fallout, the last one was really good with Henry Cavill, and I think that was like one of the greatest characters ever and i'm sad he didn't come back for this one but um what are you gonna do we got we got Haley atwell in this one and she just was phenomenal and amazing yeah so i'm excited for part two next year so that's that's um, good mission impossible has been around for our entire lives <laughs> right um we also have there's a there's a horror movie that came out called talk to me um, oh yeah, I couldn't even get through the first yeah. two seconds. Like it, it like the they just and I was like, nope, change the channel. Nope, I can't do it. <laughs> that was surprising. I actually got to see it. Um, Rigo does those um, mystery movie Mondays. Yeah, the, yeah, I love the mystery movie Monday. Yes. So that was one of the movies that came out. So I actually got to see it almost. I think almost a month before it came out. Oh, that's so cool. Really I'm exciting. really glad I didn't go to... That's my yeah. biggest fear about the mystery movie, Mario, is that it's like, what if it's a scary movie? So what you got to do, this is what I do, is you... I don't know if you on Facebook, but if you are, there's the Wriggle Unlimited, like, group you can follow. And because there's people on the East Coast, they always spoil what the movie is. Well, then so I'm going to have to join that. So, so I always, I always kind of keep up. And they drop clues, so sometimes I can figure it out just kind of by release dates and stuff but if i can't figure it out i just wait till four o'clock and then see what east coast says it is and then i'm like okay i'll go <laughs> then i'll just grab my ticket because usually they're never sold out yeah usually i can still get a ticket but yeah um, that's how i saw spirited last year was the five dollar movie oh yeah mm -hmm. and i was really glad i went and i was like oh i need to do this more and then i literally talked myself out of it because it's like it's gonna be a scary movie and you're gonna cry and not a fun cry either <laughs> oh but yeah no it was that one was really good for a horror movie there's always usually one good horror movie and i think that popped in it's a24 so it's very like different and a24 is really making their mark when it comes to like scary stuff i don't remember mm -hmm. in the beginning of their time on the big screen like they weren't always doing scary stuff like i remember thinking oh they're gonna give focus features a run for their money because it had yeah. a similar vibe and now mm -hmm. they're just like we're gonna scare the shit out of everybody yeah <laughs> that's You're what they welcome. do it's nice because they give the directors you know the freedom too which is nice yeah so that one that and that one actually truly did scare me like it doesn't give me nightmares but it's like it like freaked me out in the theater i was like oh my god this is so creepy so <laughs> i'm shaking my head no could yes. never you could never get me nope never gonna do it the blackening was it but that's because it was billed as comedy <laughs> horror comedy yes. horror, you can get me with comedy but not horror and see that was a good one too that was that was in the summer mm -hmm. that was a good one so yeah. and then we had um blue beetle i don't know if you still got to see blue beetle i haven't got to see it yet i was we were gonna go see it and then we mismanaged our time that week it released and so it's it's still on my queue i was gonna try and see it this weekend before we recorded um and i just didn't get around to it but what was your most favorite this entire summer i'm probably across the spider-verse i think just because 
I'm invested Miles Morales and I love Miles Morales. And he just I feel like they just upped their game from the first one because the first one is Fan- classic, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, it has one of my favorite scenes of a Spider-Man in there. So the second one, I feel like just upped its game and you know, brought more character development, you know, mm-hmm. when Stacy got more of a backstory and, mm-hmm. and we got to see new characters and yeah, I, I just, it was everything you could want in a Spider-Man movie. So that yeah. was probably my favorite out of the whole summer. I'm actually going to have to tell you, Mario, it was probably my favorite too. And you know, I saw Barbie four times. <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I feel like with this, with this, with um, what they're doing with Miles Morales, there's so much depth to it, but you don't, you also don't have to fully pay attention to everything to know what's going on in this one. Like you could have walked into this one without having seen the first one and still enjoyed the movie. Yeah. And I know that like Marvel tries to do that, but sometimes with Marvel stuff, you're just like, wait, 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 wait wait not always but sometimes like especially now with what they're doing now it just feels very much like this is going to serve as a vehicle for the next thing we're releasing and it's just it's just too much to pay attention to and i don't want to do that you gotta do a lot of homework you gotta do a lot of homework and i don't want to do that i want to go into the movie theater and be entertained and across the spider-verse did that yeah I agree. I agree. And it was one of those experiences where everybody in the movie theater at the end of it clapped and cheered. And I mm-hmm. love that shit. Right? <laughs> I love that shit. It was so good. It was so good. Yeah. Okay, let's you want to talk about the top 10 grossing movies of the summer? Yes, let's do that. And I'm hoping this list hasn't changed since you sent it to me last week. Um, I don't think I, I looked this morning worldwide. It's a little different, but domestic it's, I believe it's still the same. Okay. So we have our top 10 and I'm going to go from 10 to one because domestically, domestic, so just, in the US. just in the U S number 10 elemental number nine transformers number eight mission impossible number seven, Indiana Jones number six sound of freedom Number five, The Little Mermaid. Number four, Oppenheimer. Number three, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Number two, Across the Spider-Verse. And coming in at number one, breaking all kinds of records, Barbie. Barbie. Who saw that coming? (laughs) (laughs) I knew knew it was going to be a hit because I was like, you know, it's... Greta Gerwig. I She's just, an incredible I just filmmaker. I just didn't know it was going to be like that big of a hit. I was like, dang, people are really like taking in the movie, which is good. Yeah. I'm glad because yeah. it's a great movie. Because women want more movies about them by them. Mm-hmm. I think that's what the biggest takeaway of Barbie's legacy for me is, is that we needed more movies about us by us. Mm-hmm. Um, because even though Barbie can be enjoyed by everybody, Unless you're a heinous misogynist because they've come for that movie. Um, yeah. It can be enjoyed by everybody. And uh, listen, go back a couple of episodes and listen to Natalie and I talk about the Barbie movie. So we're, we don't have to spend a ton of time talking about it here. <laughs> um, how many of these top 10 have you seen? Eight out of the 10. Dang. So I didn't, I didn't get to see Sound of Freedom or Elemental. I feel I like know. it's okay that you didn't see Sound of Freedom because the guy who did the film is in hot water now. Yeah. 
I, and also I just feel like it's not accurate to the that's what I was that's what I was reading human was like, trafficking plight yeah I mean I get that it's a that's a very um important subject to learn and stuff but I was reading like the history behind it and like accuracy it's only like less than 50 percent true so I'm like okay so it's more Hollywood <laughs> like you know which I'll, I'll watch it once it once it hits like digital or something like I'll yeah. watch it on TV but and you can I tell just, me about there was it just so I'm... much there was just so much out at the time so it was mm -hmm. just like I had to prioritize and I'm actually shocked that it even made the top 10 because I literally didn't hear about it until a friend of mine texted me who knows I love going to the movie theater who went to the movie theater to see it is not a movie theater person I was like, I've never like what? So then I went to TikTok and I was like, oh, I'm not watching this movie. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I mean, I heard it, I briefly heard about it before it came out, but I didn't really because it was it was pegged as one of those like Christian conservative yeah. things. And yeah. usually when it's those, I'm just like, and they're gonna be the same, like cheesy yeah. dialogue, cheesy acting. I'm like, I'm not wasting my time. And then once it released, I was like, oh, this movie is actually making some money. So I kind of, then that's when I started doing research and well, I actually did intend to see it just because mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I'll have some time, but it just never happened. Yeah. I and then that. Elemental, Elemental, um, yeah, I just, I don't have kids. So sometimes it's hard to get to a movie. To go <laughs> and I did see Elemental um, and I really enjoyed it. I, I know that some of the critics are kind of getting tired of the Pixar formula and they're wanting to see something more and different from Pixar. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not one of those people because with Elemental, they do this whole like you have the you, you we all know the premise, right? Like everyone's mm -hmm. either fire, water, air, earth or whatever. And then like two elements that are different from each other, fire and water fall in love. I love anything that has duality like that because I am the product of basically a relationship that was told not that you're not allowed to ex be in love. Mm -hmm. um, and so you can get me. Movies will always get me when that's a part of the story. So I'm just the old lady in the movie theater weeping at the end of <laughs> Elemental. <laughs> that's like a funny. So then out of the 10, did, which ones did you see? I saw... Barbie, Across the Spider-Verse, Guardians, The Little Mermaid, and Elemental. So I've seen half the half mm. the list. I really was going to try and see Oppenheimer so we could have, like, a decent chat about that. But it's three hours, man. Like, I went and saw Gran Turismo on Friday, which I loved, by the way. So again, good. again, another kid who's mixed. And I'm like, yes, mixed kids. Give us stories. Um. And I was at the movie theater for two and a half hours because of getting there, getting snacks, sitting and waiting. And then I like to read the credits because it's always, you know, that's fun. To, so it's like your three hours is really you're asking me to be there for four. And that's mm -hmm. that's that's a half my work day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, I guess I if I cover it on the show, I can justify it. But it's just it's still like that's a lot of time to find. But like what's not on this list that I've seen that I really enjoyed, like I said, was Gran Turismo, but that opened later. That opened, I think, the 25th. So it's not yeah, like modest. it had a whole lot of time. Mm -hmm. And I loved the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated feature. 
That mm-hmm. was so good. I thought it was really well done. I loved the the story, the way that they presented the story. I just, I'm so excited for m- more. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, you, so I love that you've seen eight out of the top 10. Summer movie season is always fun for me because there's always, I feel like, a plethora of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was reading that this this summer, the whole box office made over $4 billion. Dang. Which hasn't, which hasn't done that since 2019 when Frozen 2 was out. So Frozen 2 uh, is so much better than the first Frozen. <laughs> so, and of course, we were in the pandemic for the three years so they were only hitting like a billion a billion yeah. so this is like a big jump so this is know, a huge she... move too because it's showing that people are going back to the theater yeah and for a while there shortly after everything reopened it was it kind of felt like they were like well we're just gonna give up no one's coming mm-hmm. yeah but i feel like if you bring quality films not just more because i mean if we I look back at it a lot of the sequels didn't do very well like mm-hmm. i mean indiana jones yeah it's one of the top grossing domestically but like worldwide it didn't make much same with mission impossible same with um uh like the flash haunted mansion didn't make much but like big movies that were supposed to be big didn't do very well but a lot of originals did so like you know you got barbie you got Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. um stuff like that that did really well yeah so i think if you give audiences quality original stuff they'll come out yeah i agree with you because there are there are those moments where you're just like well i'm just gonna wait for it to be on demand i didn't feel that way about any of the movies that i saw in the theater every single movie i made the intention to see in theater it was specifically because I want to see this on the big screen. I Mm -hmm. want that experience. And it was completely worth it. Like with Gran Turismo, it's not, it's, it's going to be a great movie if you watch it on the big screen or the small screen, but it's so much more fun on the big screen because they incorporate so much of the elements of the video game, excuse Mm me, racing simulator into (laughs) the film that it, it's just really exciting. It just, I think that really leveled it up in a way that kind of makes me bummed out that they you know, waited till the end of August to um, release it. Cause I think you and I had this conversation about how it was supposed to be in the beginning of August. And I was like lamenting to you. It's like, I want to go buy tickets and they're not available anymore. And you're like, yeah, they delayed it. I was like, ah. yeah, they were hoping the strike would probably be over, but yeah. And then they decided to use fan. They did like fan events throughout the month. Mm-hmm. So like both word, word of mouth and stuff. So yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see going into fall how the strike affects the box office. Mm-hmm. Because that Barbie marketing campaign from beginning to end, I mean, if the actor strike had happened prior to Barbie's release. We'd probably be talking different numbers here. We might be talking different numbers because they did so much. They had so much press. They were at every news outlet from prestigious to fun and campy. I mean, when I, after I saw it the first time, I hit YouTube and watched every flipping interview I could find with the cast. Mm-hmm. And there was, it was, there's so much out there. And then the minute the strike happened, it was, you know, obviously crickets, but it's, yeah. it's just wild how like the way that they could do the fun things with, um, 
all the interviews and stuff like Greta Gerwig's letterbox interview was really good. But then also when they went to pop sugar, like the whole cast is at pop sugar and they're doing like these Q and A's with them that are fun, but also incorporate the movie and like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, you need, and these studios don't want to pay the actors. I know it's so (laughs) annoying. I hate them all. (laughs) I mean, in their current state, I hate what the studios are doing to the artists. It's not okay. But I do got to say the summer, I think, was they by Barbenheimer, which is heck of funny. So a hundred percent meme. And did have, you do? Did you do the back to back or no? I didn't get to do the back to back. I did the day and the day after. So okay. Barbie on Thursday and Oppenheimer on Friday. Yeah. So um, I did it that way just because it wasn't enough time in the day and I still had to work. So. See what I mean? <laughs> Three hours. Yes. You want me to sit through a two-hour movie, Barbie, and then you want me to sit through a three-hour movie, Oppenheimer. That's literally a work day. Yeah. You, by the time you leave, you've been at the theater for six hours. <laughs> if I had the time, I totally would have did it. It was funny because our our theater had their their staff had the Barbenheimer shirts. Oh, and cute. stuff that said "I survived Barbenheimer," and I was like, "Oh, that's but, cute. I love that." Yeah, I wish two that... different movies. It was funny because two different types of movies both were able to succeed at the box office. And I think Barbenheimer was a little bit of a, kind of like the trend. Like everybody, ooh, I want to do the Barbenheimer. Yeah. Thing, but I still think people enjoyed both films. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I actually had a friend that went and saw Oppenheimer. I was like, I, re- I value your opinion. Please tell me what you think afterwards. And she was like, when it comes to filmmaking this is a good movie she's like do we want more stories about white men who destroy things probably not but like ultimately like the cinematography the acting like every she's like it had all the elements that you want in a good movie and I was like damn it it's like now I need to see it because it's like a good like how can you pass up a good movie you know what i mean yeah. like an objectionably good movie mm-hmm. film rather mm-hmm. film let's be you let's see be it before it goes out it. in theaters because you were just talking about seeing it on the big screen it is i know i know it's one of those ones <laughs> that it's gonna be better on the big screen i'll just buy a 72 inch tv no oh one, that shit is so expensive <laughs> like out of these, out of the eight that you've seen, how would you rank them? Like, what order would you put them in? Ooh, that's a good one. I'm full of good questions. Um, probably across the universe or across the Spider Verse. Then I would probably say Barbie, Guardians of the Galaxy, Oppenheimer, Mission Impossible, Transformers, Little Mermaid. Yeah, Indiana okay. Jones. <laughs> okay, I liked. Like that. I liked Little Mermaid. At first, I was like, okay. Haley Bailey is incredibly talented. Like, when she's saying, I got chills. But then I was also like, this movie is so cheesy. And then I got home and I was like, shit, I can't stop thinking about that movie. Maybe I actually liked it. Right. (laughs) It was a good adaptation. It was a, yeah. I think it was a little slower because, like, my, my niece, she loves Little Mermaid. Like, loves Little Mermaid. So we took her to see this, and she kind of got bored in the middle. Whereas, yeah. like, the original, she could watch the whole thing, like, straight through. But this one, she kind of got bored in the middle. Because there's a lot more dialogue, obviously. 
more dialogue and I think the pacing is slower too because I did come home and watch the original and and it moves pretty quick um and I think that's why I was like okay Barbie or excuse me okay little mermaid like I need you to move um so that was kind of hard for me but I again I love they basically were just like here's the cast and it didn't like they weren't particular about it you know what I mean like it was a diverse Mm -hmm. cast and like I also loved again duality I love duality so this time I took in the story of like you know human versus mer people as opposed to um you know what I talked about it on medium lady talks (laughs) So I'm going to link that interview because I cannot for the life of me remember what I said. And I watched that movie three months ago at this point. Mm. Um, So trying to remember everything is hard because I don't have notes on it. But I did I did feel like all the women who were like, this movie is for us. And, you know, this was for us. I was like, no, it ain't. This movie is for moms to bring their daughters so there can be a moment of nostalgia. I went with my niece and my best friend and I don't know if I would have had the same enjoyable experience had I gone by myself Mm. because seeing it through my niece's eyes was a lot of fun. And I think my niece is older than yours. She's nine. Oh yeah. My niece is four. So yeah. Yeah. So totally different taking an experience Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. I like your ranking and for people, friends at home, if you're listening, hit Mario on Instagram because he's ranks all of his movies and grades them. So you can find out his letter grades for all of these films that he has reviewed. Okay. What was the biggest surprise for you this summer in the movie verse? There's a couple. We were just talking about it. Gran Turismo, I think was a big surprise. I I kind of went in because I, I I remember playing the game and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go see this. It looks like it could be cheesy fun. Yeah. But it was actually like very well done and like yeah, it, like brings you into the driver's seat and the acting was good. The cat was great. And oh yeah, I David just, Harbour had, was so delightful. Oh, yeah, he was great. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just had so much fun with it. So that was a surprise to me. Um, Blue Beetle. Um. I know it's a DC and so people probably went in with, you know, precognitive thoughts and stuff and they're just like, but, and even I, I mean, not saying I did, but I was like, I was going to support it because I watch all the DC movies no matter what, but um, I was excited because it was Latino representation mm-hmm. and I just fell in love with it. It was just so about family. It was very, you know, an origin story and just so much heart in there. Um, lots of good action scenes. So it, it it was a very big surprise that it was very good. So yeah, I'm, it's always I'm, surprising when DC makes a good movie. <laughs> yeah, I was very sad that like not everyone was being able to see it or going to see it. So I hope that it, you know, makes a hit when it hits digital and stuff because it, it's a really good movie. And anybody if I've recommended it to and seen it said they really enjoyed it. So, um, and then probably talk to me again. That's the horror movie. Um, mm-hmm. That one really surprised me too because I really didn't know what it was about going into it and it just was as a filmmaking aspect it was beautifully shot it's very terrifying um really good story and it's more than just horror like there's Mm -hmm. like actual like elements that kind of you have to think about and they like subjects they actually touch on that's actually like really 
crazy to think about. They talk a lot about grief and stuff and how people handle it. And oh, interesting. So, so um, they say this in screen in a, the newer version of screen. They say um, it's an elevated horror. So there's like messages behind it and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it is very much that, and I really enjoyed it. And um, I don't think it's for everyone, obviously, but I think the horror community, I think, did find a big hit in this one. So I, I was happy for that one too. Yeah. So those are probably my three like surprise ones that I was like, oh, it was actually really good. Mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you about Gran Turismo. I was surprised it was good because sometimes when they take a video, like there was a period of time when they would take video game movie, video games and make them movies. And then you leave and you're like, what did I just watch? <laughs> like, what's this? And I think that we're moving out of that now, right? Because didn't Uncharted mm-hmm. do, re- like, isn't Uncharted an amazing movie? I haven't seen it. I have issues with Marky Mark, but that's uh, between him and me. And he mm-hmm. doesn't know about it. But I felt like Gran Turismo was so surprisingly good and delightful. I was in it. I was one of three people in the movie theater, which really bummed me out. And this older like woman and her friend, and I saw them in the parking lot, and she they totally drove their um, Corvette to go see the movie. Oh. this little red corvette i was like all right prince right and then <laughs> and then she stood too close to me in the snack line so that made me not like her but then you know it was just the three of us at the movie theater and and i just thought that was hilarious but also it kind of bummed me out yeah. um i also was surprised about with how much i liked the teenage mutant ninja turtles movie that was I, a good one too I love yeah that one. i was really my expectations were so low because you and i mario remember the teenage mutant ninja turtle movie from 19 whatever and it we loved it because we didn't know any better at the time (laughs) i I tried showing my nieces that because they want to watch the new one yeah and i tried showing them they're like what is this i'm like well this was good when i was was this is all we had okay (laughs) like you kids are spoiled now um so that really like that really warmed my heart because I left there just man I just I was I loved all every time I heard a voice that I recognized I was like yes I love that actor um and it was just it was so surprisingly good I think everyone needs to go see it um I think those are the two for me that like all the other ones I saw this summer I expected to be good like I, Mm -hmm. I had very high expectations they met those expectations but these two were the two where I was just like this is my own you know this is me wanting to see him out of nostalgia rather than, or like in the case of Gran Turismo, because, you know, he's a mixed kid and Jer- and Ginger Spice plays his mom, which I love. Right? I didn't know that until afterwards. I was, I was like, like, oh, that's, that's so crazy. Ginger Spice, is this Ginger Spice? The whole movie, every time they showed him, I'm like, I'm pretty fucking sure that's Ginger Spice. And it was. <laughs> that was really um, cool. And my favorite trivia fact of that movie is that the person in real life who the movie is about is the stunt double in the film. Right? I that just love so that. Good. It's like, that's, that's such a great way to come full circle and telling the mm-hmm. story. Okay. Is there a film that you think was underrated this summer? I'm going to, I'm going to have to say blue beetle. I feel like it was so under. I, I feel, feel like- so sad for it. 
Well, you know what? And I feel like it didn't get the same kind of attention as some of the other films that released this summer that DC, because I feel like DC, well, that, and I feel like DC really pushed Flash, which they shouldn't have considering all the shit that Ezra Miller has done in the last few years. Mm -hmm. So like, it really bums me out that they like double down on the Flash, but then we're just like, eh, Blue Beetle. Well, I, well, I also read though they kind of ran out of funding because they promoted Barbie a lot too. <laughs> so oh if you God. realize, if you realize a lot of the movies that just recently came out didn't get much advertising, so yeah. that was one of them, unfortunately. And then, have you seen anything about Wonka and the Color Purple that's supposed to come out in like a couple months? No, except I, the one trailer on Instagram. <laughs> exactly. So, hence why. Supposedly, they've been pushing some movies back to 2024 because they want to advertise. Because they have to pay for like Academy, like, you know, Oscar campaigns and stuff. And if they're broke or they can't do it. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Okay. So yours is Blue Beetle. I will make it a point to see it before it's out of the theater because I really like every time the trailer comes on, I'm like, man, I think I'm going to love this movie. It's so good. You have to go watch it. And I love George Lopez. Like, I loved his show. I loved his stand-up. I haven't seen anything really of his lately because there's so many more people in the world to follow their careers in with the advent of social media. But I watched the George Lopez show when he had yeah. his sitcom, and I enjoyed it. No idea if it aged well because <laughs> I haven't seen it recently. Um, I mean, that's the risk you run, right? That's, yeah. Do you think any of these films have a chance during award season? And if uh, you several. So, tell me why and what for. I think we'll see a, I think we're going to see another Barbenheimer at the Oscars. Okay. I think both films are going to go against each other, which is cool. Um, for best picture yeah. or best original I see screenplay? A, both. I okay. think they're both they're going to land a lot of noms, especially because a lot of the awards movies are getting delay now to 2024 it's just making it that much more easier for movies like this to get more awards Mm -hmm. um i think definitely in like the production you know categories and stuff um so i think those two are going to be big ones uh across the spider-verse and elemental will probably get into the best animated feature um i could see uh probably like Mission Impossible and Transformers possibly get into like the visual effects race along with like mm. Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, but yeah, I, a lot of these will be production awards. Um, but I think Barbie and Oppenheimer have the best for like majority more of the awards. Like even acting categories, even writing categories, mm-hmm, best picture mm-hmm. noms. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure we'll discuss it when it comes out. We can be like, yeah, we predicted this. <laughs> yeah. I'll run clips from this episode so that way we can say, here's what we said. Yes. Here's what we're saying now. Um, I would be I would be very, very, very surprised if Greta Gerwig and uh, Christopher Nolan didn't get nominated for Best Director. Just because I, hope, I, I know hope I haven't so. seen Oppenheimer yet, but Cillian Murphy is a phenomenal actor. Mm-hmm. So I cannot imagine him not doing an incredible job under the direction of Christopher Nolan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's a lock for best actor. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, Tommy Shelby. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to rewatch Peaky Blinders now. <laughs> Love that show. Well, yeah, this was a very good summer. There, I think there was a lot of variety. I think there was a lot for um, mainstream on on audiences as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it kind of shows too that people are willing to come out if you give them good product. Yeah. I think that was one of the biggest biggest takeaways. Um, of the summer this year was give them original content, give them good quality original content, and audiences will come. Yeah. So. Yeah. I agree. And I think there was something for everybody. There was literally something for everybody. Like, like I said, I went and saw um, Little Mermaid with my niece, nine years old. I saw Barbie with all my girlfriends every single time. I did go once by myself because sometimes you just have to go by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um trying to think you know elemental family film mission impossible definitely could be you know a date night movie or going go with your friends like there was something for everybody Mm. this summer as opposed to years past where it's like well that's not really a film i'm interested in because i know even though top gun maverick last year did really really well i still know a lot of people have zero interest in seeing that movie yeah Well, Mario, I appreciate your time and your willingness to always come on the show to talk about movies and the goings on in the film world that we love so much. Can you please tell our friends at home where they can find you and support your work? You can find me on Instagram at Movies with Mr. Mario, where I do movie and TV reviews of shows I'm watching. And I'm looking forward to spooky season, so you'll get to see a lot of horror and scary content coming up so is there something coming up that you're really excited about for horror saw x saw 10 (laughs) i just restart i just started watching from the beginning so i gotta catch up that franchise is old too (laughs) we're old (laughs) i just watched i just want you know what i just recently rewatched the big fat greek wedding movies oh uh ready for number three yeah. And I was like, man, the times have changed since this first one came out. Because it was like, I was in high school when the first one came out. Yeah. So. my I'm going to take my mom to see it. We're <laughs> going the weekend it opens. I'm going to take her to see it. Because she really loved the first one. We are not Greek. My mother's side is Italian. And she she saw that movie and she was like, holy shit. You, that's also the Italians. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, ma, when you're not waspy, it's very relatable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes, um, lots of good stuff coming up fall season. Hopefully Oscars, we'll see if they get delayed too. <laughs> yeah, because aren't the Emmys delayed? They're delayed till January now. Yeah. It's four months later. Yeah, the Emmys are already delayed. I think there was somebody, that's the only one so far that we've heard of a delay. Yeah. Um, I wonder if I, we should do an episode that's like RIP to the TV shows that we loved and got canceled due to the oh. writer strike. <laughs> How I Met Your Father. I know I, that one. I was so bitter about that one. I was like, really? Me too. I can't even give us like a shortened third season. Yeah, something to <laughs> wrap it up at the very least. I'm like, the writers better come out and tell us who the father was. because Amen. Because we need to know. We got to find out in How I Met Your Mother. We need we need closure. Do not yeah. do this to us. And those actors are not going to be young forever. So you can't just replace them and start over. 
Yeah. They're going to be like, oh, it's a character you haven't met yet or something like that. Like, yeah, of course. of course it is. <laughs> Friends, I will link his uh, so handles in show notes so you can follow him if you are not already. And go see one of these movies that we talked about. And if you did see one of them, find us on the gram so we can chat about it because summer movie season outside of awards season movies. What am I saying? I love summer movie season. And I also love the season of, oh, I think they're trying to win an award for this film. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> some of those are really good movies sometimes. But... Oh, my friends. I am so sad the summer is officially over, but I'm also excited about the cozy autumn vibes and big sweaters, hoodie season, and those comfort movies that help us get through seasonal affective disorder. If there was a summer film that you loved more than anything and we mentioned it today, shoot me a DM and let's chat about why you loved it. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at the Julia Washington. I want to thank my guest Mario Mello one more time for joining me yet again. He is our official movie reviewer here, whether he likes it or not. He always has great insight and thoughtful reviews. Find him on Instagram at Movies with Mr. Mario. If you enjoyed this episode and you know a few people who would enjoy it too, share it with them directly from your podcast player, won't you? The easiest and best way for you to support this show is by sharing our episodes with your friends and maybe even your enemies. I mean, I don't know. I don't know your life. If you can't get enough of Pop Culture Makes Me Jealous, join us on Patreon. For $5 a month, you get bonus content, one bonus episode a month, and access to our virtual studio audience happy hour. And honestly, a lot more. If you're not ready to commit to me, that's totally fine too. You're not alone, but you're more than welcome to join the community for free too. I do want to do a big shout out to our Jelly Pop Studio audience, Jelly Pop's Book Club, and Jelly Pop's Best Friends Club. Y'all keep this show going, and I am really so grateful to all of you. Check it out, patreon.com slash Julia Washington. Friends, thank you so much for joining us today. Season five is coming. Finally, at some point, it's going to air. I swear, I promise. And this year, we are examining our relationship with Disney movies. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. Until next time.